The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 930. Today I'm examining Saw Gerrera's position as a linchpin in the Star Wars saga. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rezzer. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Boyvod. And the idea of a linchpin, well, you know, the formal definition, of course, is a fastener that goes on an axle, basically, to keep a wheel from falling off the axle. So if you don't have a linchpin, then the wheels fall off your cart and you ain't going anywhere. Of course, the more colloquial and general definition, here's what Merriam-Webster has to say, linchpin, one that serves to hold together parts or elements that exist or function as a unit. And if you take the idea of Star Wars media, the books and the movies and the TV series and the comics and all this other stuff, if you consider that to be the unit, as it were, then right now I don't think we have a bigger player than Saw Gerrera in crossing over into multiple media and also crossing through multiple eras in the Star Wars timeline. I mean, I guess you could make a case for... Bail Organa to be possibly playing that role. I mean, he shows up in kind of bit parts in the prequel trilogy. He's got a much more extended role in the Clone Wars TV series, okay? He has sort of a bit part, basically, in Rogue One. He does show up a bit in Star Wars Rebels, and his appearance there is presaged by his appearance in the Ahsoka novel that takes place a year after the events of Revenge of the Sith. All right, well... Actually, I guess that's a pretty compelling case for Bail Organa. Now that I think about it, I did not think that it was going to be that compelling once I started thinking about it. Uh, Anyway, yeah, Jimmy Smith's not my favorite choice, but whatever. That's a whole separate issue. Let's talk about Saw Gerrera, all right? Saw Gerrera were first introduced to in 20 BBY, 20 years before the Battle of Yavin, in the Clone Wars TV series, Season 5 to be specific. And at that point, he's in the midst of a civil war, which unfortunately leads to the demise of his sister Stila. Of course, this has a tremendous effect on him. But a lot of that effect is negative. I mean, he's blaming himself for the death of his sister, when of course it really has nothing to do with him. But by the same token, he actually blames the rise of the Empire on the Jedi, as we found out in the Ghosts of Geonosis episodes from Star Wars Rebels. And to my knowledge, he's the only person who's Monday morning quarterbacking this whole situation. I mean, I'm sure that Obi-Wan Kenobi is sitting in the middle of the desert going, how did we let this happen? And trying to put the pieces together and probably coming up short. Be that as it may, let's get back to Saw and reflect on the fact that once his civil war was over, he didn't necessarily have much to do until something else came along, and that was the Empire. And it was in that year, according to the Rogue One visual guide, that he formed the partisans that were going to oppose the Empire. It's only two years after that that he gets involved in the events of Catalyst, a Rogue One novel. 
which, as you may recall from our discussions about it back in November, is when he meets the Ursos for the first time, because, and I guess I should give you the spoiler warning in case you need a spoiler warning, catalyst spoiler warnings ahead, and really ahead, like as in right now. It's in 17 BBY that he meets the Ursos on Coruscant and spirits them away to the planet Lamu, L-A-H apostrophe M-U. So there's some similarities there between Saw and Bale, actually, both starting their own quiet rebellions from the word go, perhaps Saw not as quiet as Bale, and also rescuing people in precarious situations. The both of them are doing that very early on. And from there, from the end of Catalyst, it's another four years or so before he shows back up on the scene again, though it's clear from the opening of Rogue One that he's still been in contact with the Ursos. The brief conversation Lyra has with Saw, yeah, they definitely have been in touch over those last four years. And in fact, I'm sure Saw and his team probably had a hand in creating that special hiding place that Jin ultimately went to. I can imagine Lyra making that hiding spot as well, but I have a feeling it was probably Saw. Certainly not Galen, right? Don't think so. So, background stuff that we get from the conversations in Rogue One is that Jin was with Saw until about the age of 17. So, from about 9 to about 17. I think I've seen 16 as an abandonment. Oh, is that when she says in the movie, she says, I was 16 years old? So, yeah, it's right in there. 16, 17. Seven or eight years. And actually, that puts it right on the starting line of Star Wars Rebels, which is supposed to have begun five years before the Battle of Yavin. So, when Jin talks about being abandoned by Saw... It hasn't happened nearly as long ago as it sounds. It's actually only five years. And when Sauce shows up in the Ghosts of Geonosis episodes in Star Wars Rebels, it's two years before the Battle of the Avon. So it's three years after he has abandoned Jin, two years before the events of Rogue One. Which does lead you to wonder, what the heck happened to Saw Gerrera in the two years between Ghosts of Geonosis and Rogue One? Because he has to have that armor around him in order to survive. He's on two cybernetic legs, so he's lost his original legs. His lungs are all beat up, so he has to use that oxygen mask. I could swear to you that I saw something at some point about lung poisoning and about the chemicals from Geonosis that were used in ultimately wiping out the entire species or almost the entire species, that that somehow is the thing. Like, exposure to that chemical weapon is what ultimately made Saw become the crazy person that we see him as in Rogue One. But the exposure doesn't seem to have been that long. I mean, I don't think it's said in the Rebels episode how long Saw has been on Geonosis, but it's not like it's months or anything like that. It's just a few days. And so we have to raise the question of what's going to happen with Kanan and Ezra and Hera and Sabine and Zeb because they've been on Geonosis and they found those same containers that had the poison gas in them. So they should have the same level of exposure that Saw does. And, of course, it seems that Hera is none the worse for wear, comparatively. She is the only one that we know for sure about in that sense. Yes, we know Chopper survives, too, because they're both in Rogue One or referenced in Rogue One in Hera's case. But, yeah, Hera's the only organic that I'm talking about here. So she clearly did fine with it. But what about Kanan and Ezra and Zeb and Sabine? I cannot imagine that that's going to be their fate too. So I have a feeling that Saw is going to be having to go back to Geonosis sometime between 2 and 0 BBY and spending some significant time there to boot 
or just trying to get one of those poison gas canisters that they were unable to retrieve. They had it and they lost it in Ghosts of Geonosis. But he knows where they are, and so I have a feeling he's coming back for them based on the fact that he's all raspy and legs cut off and all that horrible stuff that's happened to him since the events of Ghosts of Geonosis and before the events of Rogue One. And that's going to do it for my look at Saw Gerrera and how he connects a number of different Star Wars media outlets and ultimately connects through to create a dynamic picture of the rebellion in very miniature scale. And something needs to happen to him between 2 and 0 BBY. Something major has to happen that causes him to lose his legs and have lung poisoning and need that armor to survive. And... Maybe it won't happen in Season 3 of Rebels because we looked at the mid-season trailer together and we saw everything that Saw had to say in there and it looks like all of that appeared in the Ghosts of Geonosis episodes. So maybe they've spent all their Forrest Whitaker money for the season. Either way, it's going to be interesting to see if they decide to pursue that on Rebels or if it ends up happening in another media outlet altogether. And if you have thoughts you want to share about Sagara, then please do share them in the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Now, I've got your trivia answer from yesterday for you and a new question today on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back. All right, yesterday I asked you about a First Order vehicle that shares its name with an original trilogy era, Rebels vehicle, even though they're two different vehicles entirely. That would be a snowspeeder. In today's question for you, there are two types of stormtroopers that appeared in the original trilogy that also appeared in First Order variations in The Force Awakens. What kinds of stormtroopers are they? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take any awful risks with homing beacons, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not an easy escape, it's Destiny Unleashed. not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.